Welcome to the Divorce Devil Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Rachel. Follow us as we dive into all the positive and negatives of post-divorce recovery. Stay tuned for some real and sometimes raw end-of-the-road divorce topics. Please put on your big pants because we're full of honesty, authenticity, and irrefutable truths. This progressive podcast is for the faint-hearted. Enjoy. Welcome, Say everybody out hindered there. hindered production of the best <laughs> podcast ever. After uh, going through some technical difficulties for about the past half hour, now we have it together. Welcome, everybody out there, to... We're started. Oh, we're started. Oh, Ooh. hey. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. Oops, six, five, four. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we on? Welcome, everybody, out to to Divorce Devil episode 83, getting close to 100. We had some te- technical difficulties at first, got a little frustrated, but now I'm doing fine. Uh, we got Rachel here on the Zen. mic. Zen. Peace, oh, it's peaceful man. now. So today we want to talk about the five positive events and or lessons that we and you can experience or have experienced after your or our divorces. So we're going to start with Rachel because I'm tired. You don't know people. He was like fixing under the wires. desk, under the desk, doing wires, hooking all the technical stuff up. Um, my first one, and it's a big one, was um, I got my power back. Um, a lot of times in a marriage, we start to identify with the roles that we lead. So, like, I'm the mom, I'm this one's spouse, I do this, I do that, whatever. Um, I don't think I knew who I was until I was going through the divorce process. I always knew I like had good friends and my friends liked me for who I was. And, you know, I'm, I'm the school nurse. I'm the, this, I, you know, I'm the girl from Jersey, but who, who was I and who, who are am you? I and who, who, who are you? Yeah. Who, who are you in without all those little side note things or who those little, are you? Who, 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 who? I don't know that one, David. I'm way younger. The who? I, I'm not. The opening know. credits to CSI. Oh, that's that's not the right tone, David. <laughs> who ooh, ooh, are ooh, you? Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Anyway, yeah, keep going. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. You found yourself. This you is can't. not a singing podcast, people. But, but um, we're going to sing every freaking podcast. We totally will. Um, so yeah, learning how to get your power back and how to figure out your worth and your value in in other settings than in a, just a marriage. So I had to learn that. I have a voice and um, just because I didn't agree with something that my ex said doesn't mean that I can't still have a conversation with people who are open-minded or willing to listen. And it was really like, again, taking back my power and not really knowing what my power was until I was like, you know what? I, my big power is giving no fucks, right? (laughs) Is that like my ultimate power? And my, that is your ultimate power. I mean, I've always had no filter, but I also did filter around certain people. If we could get like a like a Power Ranger belt, it's going to say "Giving No Fucks." Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I like a sash or a yeah. crown. I just oh, yeah. did a crown, a like crown. a no fucks crown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so like Sounds I used so to bad right now, but go ahead. No fucks crown. No fucks crown. Yeah. Um, we don't we do, do that in the Dell office. That's a different crown. <laughs> Silver <laughs> crown or oh, I can't even talk. Um, but yeah, so I always said like, I don't have no filter. I don't care. I actually did have a filter and had to have a filter because if I actually said what I felt, I probably would have been divorced a lot long, a lot earlier. A lot oh. longer. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's two years now. <laughs> I wouldn't be divorced. I wouldn't be going through the two years stuff now. Um, but yeah, so I think learning 
that we're all individuals and we have, but we got to get along in the world and, you know, you shouldn't have to filter yourself, especially in your marriage or, you know, people in, in your life because of your marriage, like in-laws and stuff like that. Um, you really need to know like what, what your superhero power is. And again, mine, I like to say now is like, I honestly don't care what people think of me. I'm going to still be the same person. This podcast, Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, and that's a hard thing to do because in especially in our society, everything is how you look or how you speak or how you act or how you do this. And, you know, do you want more likes? Do you want more followers? Do you want this? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, who fucking cares if someone from that's not even in your life is upset that you posted something or you said something or you did something or you made a comment about something or how you feel? You're allowed to feel however the fuck you want to feel. And... The other thing is, if I feel a certain way, I am not pushing that on you. You don't have to have no fucks. You don't have to have no filter. You don't have to think how I think or feel what I feel or have but an you opinion. you must respect my no fucks. Yeah, and I don't even care if you fucking respect my fucks. I'm going to say them anyway. <laughs> don't fucking care if you don't respect my, my no fucking fucks. fucks. No, my fucking fucks. That's our new theme. Yeah, no fucking, fucking fucks. fucks of the fucking fucks. No, no. You must respect the no fucks. Yeah. And again, well, I get... And I, but if you don't, I don't care because I'm going to call you out for the disrespect. Because I'm. But if, if you don't care, why are you going to call rude, them out? If you're rude, if to you're going to don't care, why are you going to call them out? Okay, you're right. Maybe, right. So, see, remember I told you sometimes I say stuff and I'm like, do I really feel like that? But that you know, I I, I honestly I think I care asking. that I'm doing a good job at work, or you know, I'm getting shit done, or you know, I'm making each day. Um blessed to be on this planet is a better day than the day before. And even if it was a great day, I'm trying to put positives in there and sorry, I'm a little belchy. I was going to cry. I'm sorry. No, Thank I, God. I had to burp. You haven't cried in a long time. You're right. I haven't. Well, Are you gonna make me today. Cry? No, 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 we're not doing it. <laughs> but yeah. Today. So again, I'm already frustrated. Don't frustrate me. <laughs> Even We're going to see David's bad side. I've never uh, seen your mean side or your like sad side. Or your- I don't have one. I'm always happy. <laughs> always happy. Oh, so I good. love so good. this. Yeah. Oh yeah. So my mine is take taking back your power and finding what your power is. And- All right. My number one is learning how to be alone again. That was tough, but yeah. once you figure it out and you're you're okay with being by yourself, that's a huge step. What yeah. were some of the things you did to? Learn how to be alone again. Uh, I, I said, uh, you know, it is really hard to be alone, especially if you've been in a relationship yep. most of your adult life. Like my first real relationship, which, you know, probably wasn't. I'm 17, 18, 19. You think it's like the the, the one, the best thing that's ever going to happen to you, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then going into meeting my ex and then, you know, now with Lance. I And in between, in my divorce, I definitely did some dating, but it wasn't really to find someone. I think I say that a lot too. Um, I think it was t- to not be alone and to figure out what I don't want. And I think I looked for flaws, especially when I was looking for what I don't want very easily. Um, so mine was going to the movies by myself, mm-hmm. going out to dinner by myself, going to do something that I liked. I went skiing by myself just because I could. And you know what? Let me tell you, those single li- rider lines, it's really good to go by yourself. <laughs> um <laughs> And then you just meet people too. Cause if you're by yourself, you're more up to like talk to the people next to you up on the lift or hi. Um, so yeah, so it's definitely, 
getting yourself out there, being comfortable in your own skin enough to go do something by yep. yourself. Like that's, you said, you would ride your bikes, you yep. know, and like be, I think the biggest battle, especially in the beginning is not thinking that you're worthy of your own happiness. Cause you're used to having somebody there. So yeah. you come on to it, to a, like an empty house after work and that, that took a little thing. The no, and, the no, the no noise. Know, yeah. Yep. I tell you this story, you know, after having the kids every other week, you know, we go back and forth change on Sunday and it got to the point where I really loved my alone time. I couldn't wait for them to leave. Yeah. And I felt bad about that, but I talked to a lot of people and they went through that too. Yeah. That you love them when they're there, but when they're gone, it's like, well, especially think, three, three. Yeah. And I think too, that part of that goes to, you're already in your own mental chaos. You're trying to figure out what's next, what's next. And kids are a big reminder that it's no longer the same. So I also had, when I had my son, like we did like five days or it was like three days and then three days and then whoever's weekend it was. And some days it would be five days he wasn't with me. And that's that's a deafening silence. There's no kids arguing. There's no, who, what, who do I need to feed? Or I know. And I think a lot of times I even forgot to eat because I didn't have to take anybody else. And I was so sad that I was like, it's okay. But you got past that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah I did get past that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like a push me, pull me moment. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not, not thinking what hair. you did. You? <laughs> Dr. Doolittle, man. It's not pull your hair. It's Dr. Doolittle. The push me, pull me. Okay, Lance. I don't know the movies. I've seen most movies once. If I really like the movie, Lance I've seen it like two or three times. Lance needs to either rent it on YouTube and watch. have you watched uh, Dr. Doolittle Dr. with Rex, Doolittle. No, with Rex, Rex Harrison, the old one, 70s. Not Eddie Murphy. I was born in the 70s. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I was watching like, um, what was the one with Witchy Poo? God. And like them, You're the flute. Me. <laughs> oh, those? HR puffing well, stuff. <laughs> I remember that. Ooh. Can't get a little. You can't. You know get what enough. they were puffing? HR puffing stuff. stuff. Jimmy, Jimmy, and the magic flute. <laughs> don't ask me why I watched that. Uh oh, Jungle. But anyway, uh, don't snort. Eh? Do not snort. So, so what's your second one? <laughs> Be, hey, being able to snort at home all by yourself. Being being able to sit at home and just snort and laugh to yourself (laughs) without anybody being judgmental. (laughs) That's like an extra. That's like a one point. One point five. One A or one B. Anyway, what's your second one? My second one was learning that toxic relationships come in different forms. And when you're in a marriage and, you know, maybe not your spouse, but when you have outward outside influences that actually are part of your marriage, like in-laws and, you know, just other people in your family and having to deal with um, the negative stuff in that comes in, like when someone's upset with you and you're married to the person you're, when you have your spouse and the outside person is affecting your spouse. Um, yes. I'm talking about my mother-in-law um, that affects him. Right. Or that affects the mother affects the mm-hmm. son. So now I'm integrating my deal on this. They've had a relationship way before me, of course. Um, and when you see that the toxic relationship started there and then it comes into your marriage. Okay. Yep. Remember you two people, David's losing it. Okay. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't know how to get there without saying, but I just should just say my mother-in-law. Um, when you have that, 
tension and that chaos all the time. I don't, I think you accept the toxic that's happening and then it becomes a norm. And then, you know, a lot of your other relationships, you may allow people to be toxic to you because it's what you know. And when you see that, when you finally like, Hey, wait, my friend does that to me or my cousin does that to me or Mm -hmm. my coworker does that to me. Not just somebody that you yeah, live with. It yeah. trickles down and learning that, you know, toxic narcissism. Yeah. Yes. Narcissism. Learning how to identify it. Well that and they we learn too, like narcissism comes from something else. So like if you had a narcissistic parent or, you know, um sibling or whatever, you definitely are affected by it and mostly how you react to it. So if you've always been submissive to it or trying to make it better or trying to heal something, like trying to heal my mother-in-law and my ex's relationship was so time consuming where a lot of times I just let her be how she was and be like, Oh, that's just how she is. And then when people will say that to me, I'm like, well, why does she get to be like that? Why does she get to be an asshole to everyone? And no one says anything because it's easier to just suffice her and shut her up than it is to deal with her crazy. But now you don't have to. So now when I see it, the second someone says something off base, I'm just like, we don't have to be friends, yeah. but because I respect you enough, what can I do to help you understand how where I'm coming from or why do you feel like that? Or what did I say that made you feel uncomfortable or, or that you need to be rude? Or by Felicia. No, and a lot of that yeah. has come down. Like a lot of people who, my general, you know, thing, I always say when you meet someone new, I think from the moment you meet them, you decide how much of your story you're going to share with them. So picture you got the grocery store and then someone like, oh, your shirt's great. I'm like, oh, cool. I went to this concert, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of like a version of people are basically stupid until proven otherwise. Exactly. Yes. And so yes. like, you know, and then if you meet someone at your kid's school because you're in the PTO together, you may connect with that person on something because, I don't know, you both like, I don't know, hiking or skiing or whatever. And then you decide, am I going to share my story in depth? And so like each per- each new person you meet, especially going through divorce, you don't know who's your friend and you don't even know if you want friends because you got so much chaos. You don't want to like burden anybody with your shit, but yet you need to tell somebody something. And a lot of times you want people to be neutral. So um, I think learning to not deal with toxic relationships and not bringing any more toxicity into your life, especially if you heal from that. I like that. You know, my number two is having a better relationship with my kids. Yeah. Being able to focus on them more where, where before, you know, you know, you're focusing on your wife or husband, but now you have the kids. And so you can focus on them and yourself and just be static with that. And uh, I think the relationship turns out better. Well, and I think too, when I was going through my divorce, a lot of things I had to do with my kids because my ex worked like all over the world Um, or he worked really long hours or I would work night shifts. So a lot of times they were going to bed. So it was like, I would do the day stuff with them, school, all this other things. So I always felt bad because he missed out because he was, you know, working so hard. Well, when he had to be so responsibly for, responsible for him. He's like, I missed out on so much. I yep. need to do better. And I think that's why we have a good 
communication and we are able to have conversations about things because he's like i didn't know what my kids favorite you know color was or what their how they like their eggs or how like that i mean he was a great dad and on the weekends it was all the kids like definitely was doing that stuff but the day-to-day like you know one likes chocolate milk one likes strawberry milk one likes to learn so it's hard way you know it's almost like trial by fire I didn't know he was allergic to this, or I didn't know that this affected his skin, or, you know, just all the little things that one partner or the other knows more about the kids. And when you have them and it, you're now a hundred percent responsible for them without help, it's big blindsider. Like, you know, my son would talk about video games that him and his dad would play. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know because. And, you know, and that's okay. Cause that's that time. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. when you. When you're with someone, you're able to step away from something they do together. So now when he's at my house and I don't know how to do that thing that his dad and hit them together, he gets frustrated. I'm like, I don't know how to play the video game. You can show me. I'm probably not going to be be good, but it yeah. also makes you be more involved yeah. on a level. I mean, I think it's, I was. It's almost like everybody has their own lane. You know, yeah. dad has this lane, yeah. mom has her lane. And like, and it really took like, Oh, so he doesn't like to wear this kind of jeans or whatever. I'm like, or this is what he has for lunch or this is what he do on Thursdays, you know, like kids schedule and stuff. Um, So I think it really, really does bring you closer to kids. And you have to make an effort because a lot of times there's one one spouse that's not there as much because they work longer hours or they do that. And so. Or they're not a good spouse. Again, a lot of times that's why people leave because if they're doing everything, you know, that. As as parents, you need to both be 100% now because a lot of times, I mean, I can even say for me, like sometimes there's 80% I'm the parent or sometimes there's 20%. Hey, yeah. I'm going out with friends or I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go play volleyball. I need to take time for myself, blah, blah, blah. And I felt guilty because I wasn't there. Well, and now, uh, you know, 100%. And now I'm like, you know what? It's okay to have your own time. It's yep. okay because it, then it shows the kids that, you know, mom and dad need to be a f- united front together to raise you and now it's well there's no more mom and dad my mom's totally responsible my dad's totally responsible but they're still gonna parent me together what's your number three um happiness is worth the effort because for a long time it uh, um it was easier to be sad why are you sad? I'm getting a divorce. Why are you sad? My son's not with me this weekend. Happiness is worth the effort. That's pretty cool. Um, why, you know, why don't you want to go? I'm sad because I'm getting divorced. So divorce was an excuse for a long time to be sad, to be upset, to be late for work, to not go to work. And it was getting like, it could get to that snowball. Like, I'm not getting out of bed today because I cried all night because I watched a fucking movie on Hallmark that reminded me that I'm sad and alone and getting divorced. You can't win. So it's, there's that snowball effect of, you know, it's easier to blame that than to say, I'm not dealing with my shit. I haven't eaten in five days. I did it. I've been drinking too much. Or, you know, I thought this guy liked me. He doesn't. And now my whole brain is consumed as I'm not good enough. Oh, wait, that's right. I'm getting divorced. So happiness is worth the effort. You have to put the time in. Happiness to say, in your own skin. I'm going to be happy. Yeah. And I don't care. How you get there, whatever that, whatever that, because your happy is different than my happy, right? Because, you know, you like biking and hell mm-hmm. no, I like to go on a bike ride, but not biking. Um, but you, you have to learn what your happy is new, newly now that you're divorced. So it's a new happy. Yeah. Yep. And it's worth it. Because like, you know, one of the things we also say too is don't stay for the kids. Kids can see that you're not happy. 
And what do kids want? Yeah. They just want to be happy. happy. And, and if so, they're happy with two separate living quarters, that's that's fine. Yeah, and I yeah. know, and I'm not saying they're going to win because their family's apart, but they almost win because they get two best versions of their parents if they're making the effort Dang, to be happy. You are deep today. I'm so deep. Damn. That's what she said. She my said, number three. That's what he said. Ready for my number three? <laughs> yeah. Learning how to really love again. That's hard. I'll never love this way again. Anyway, yes. Again, tone is Lear- everything. <laughs> learning, learning to, learning how to love again. Yeah. Like, like starting from scratch, knowing that, goes for knowing a lot that of you things can that, love again. Yeah. And that goes for a lot of things. Yourself. Yep. Because when's the last, before you're divorced, before you divorced, when were you the happiest? When I was eating that 10 pack of Twinkies. Right. But I'm saying like, I look back and I go, there were so many times that we were happy, I thought. Yep. But my happiness was like when our family was all together or we having an event or we did something, you know, we, I don't even know, just the everyday Friday night movie night or game night or whatever. Something all simple. these little things that made me happy, but I wasn't happy, if that makes sense. Yep. I thought it was happy and now like my happy, my smile is different. My happy is knowing that no matter what, I got my own back. I think your happiness is more long lasting where, where your happiness when you were married was more fleeting. Like it was more like in the moment, bam, yeah. happy. So, okay. That's over. And it's okay to have levels of happy too. Like not every day you're going to Disney world, right? Yep. There's, you know, be happy in your job. Be happy in your friend circle. Be happy. Be happy being alone at home. You be ha- exactly. Yep. Be happy knowing I'm in a better place because I made a decision, and you know it's going to be positive. Even though there's shitty times, right? Even though there's shitty things that come up with it, but it. you need to say today I'm going to decide to be happy because it's worth the effort. Number four. Um, that's you now. You did it. Don't do it. No, I, I did three. Oh, happiness is worth the effort was mine. Was that number four? Number that was three. my number three. Okay, number four. Hello. Four. Why am I going again? Don't you need to go? No, I did. Oh, God damn it. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I'm already frustrated. Um, Come on. And my other one. Number four. <laughs> Here's a good Arr. one. Laughter. Oh, shit. Damn, that's a good one. Is healing. God, and laughter is good. Except when someone's getting hurt <laughs> in an appropriate when people are falling downstairs or something. No, that's just funny. It's funny, <laughs> but you probably shouldn't laugh, especially as a nurse. <laughs> that, that shit's funny. Unless you la- get hurt. Laughter is healing. And it's, and I think, I think I've said this before too. Like there would be times when I was by myself or with my friends out somewhere, no kids, no, no worries at that moment. And I felt guilty for being happy and laughing. But if you can laugh, it changes your whole being, whether yep. it's a fake laugh through your cry, grinting teeth, whatever. But if you can actually, I can remember the first time I like belly laughed and it was over something stupid comparing with my girlfriend about how stupid people can be. Yep. And it it really was one of those where like, it, it's okay to not feel guilty for laughing. And yes, you're going to cry again. And yes, you're going to have screaming matches. And yes, you're going to go through the bullshit. But laughter, whether, I mean, I've seen this, I've seen this TikTok once and it was a kid who was sad. And his mom's like, let's laugh it out. I know you're sad. I know you're upset, but let's laugh until we actually laugh. 
And they just had all these versions of like, ha ha, he he, ha ha. And it got to the point where the kid was like, I feel better. Like, you know, and it, that whole sadness that he had, and it was something like, you know, little tiny, whatever. And she just had him laugh through it. And I said, you know what? She just healed his soul a little bit, you know, whatever. By laughing. Yeah, by laughing. And we do that all the time here. You know, we're. Episode 74, folks. (laughs) Uh, Divorce Double Podcast 74. How important is laughter in divorce recovery? I mean, we got a little bit of everything on this. You laugh your ass off. Your ass will be gone. Your butt cheeks will be on the oh, floor. Oh, can we lose weight laughing? Because that would be great. The, there I you go. Like your, your butt cheeks right. on the floor. <laughs> no more farting. Boom, gone. I don't do that no. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. no women do. <laughs> All right. What's your next one? My next one is, as I pull it up here on Google Docs, uh, it's a version of what we said before, being okay with myself and being okay alone. Being okay with myself with other people, being okay with myself at the job, just just that whole new version of me. Yeah. Just 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 reinventing myself. Well, I think too, when you're first divorced, I feel like people all know, like you have a label on your shirt, there's a glowing sign above your head. Everything that you are encompassed says, Oh, yep. she's getting divorced or he's getting divorced. That's not really what's happening. People are gonna see what you allow them to see. And a lot of times when I was first divorced and, you know, working in an elementary school, you have to show a happy face. Yep. Got to fake it to make it. Dying inside. You're going to be like, to make it. oh, this is so great. I'm so happy Especially to be here. Especially with kids. Yeah, I love you, kids. Yeah, and they can definitely, like I said, kids sense it. They know, like, if you're in a, if you're sad, if you're this. Because I have kids now that are like, you okay, Miss Rachel? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, like, but- yep. If I'm on a mission, if I'm running down the hall, if I'm doing something, they're like, you're all right? I'm like, I'm good. Just go and help someone out, you know, kind of thing. And just what you let them see is what mm-hmm. they they perceive. And so I think knowing – I lost my train of thought because I saw this red wire. <laughs> it goes to nowhere. <laughs> wow. Wow. Don't look at the red wire, folks. Got the red wire. Getting see. Wow, what was she, it talking about? She calls me a. <laughs> I'm a squirrel girl. The, 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 red the, wire, red wire. The lemonade oh, 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 kicked oh. in. Mm. Damn, people, you you walking down the hall and people asking you, "Are you okay?" Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. that you know perception of yourself is what am I going to present the world with? Yeah. What am I? What and I, I think present positivity. You have. Going through divorce or any like event, any tr- any event that's a big change, moving, divorce, getting married, having kids, all these events that happen in life. Divorce is one of those that has so many different levels of stressors. But when you're done, when you're out of it, I mean, I'm only going to be two years out. I know you're going you're gonna to be 12 or 13 out, right? Got it, yeah. Um, you really have to say, I deserve to be the best me. I need to deserve to be happy. I deserve to find my place now that it's a different story. Or a different I don't path. have to be sad all the time. I don't have to be. And it's okay to be sad occasionally. It's okay to fall back into that. It's okay when like a movie triggers you or a song triggers you. Yep. Like it's okay to feel the feelings that you're, that you're going through. You just have to remember, okay, I'm going to be less sad this time. I'm going to make this a choice to be positive. And again, divorce early on 
not positive. It sucks. But if you can find any positive of, you know, especially if you've been in a narcissistic relationship or an abusive relationship, or you did everything and, you know, whatever caused you to say, hey, I'm not happy, you deserve to have a different role or different, you know, be happy, different story. You need, yeah. you're allowed to change your story. All and right. So, so roll. Okay. What's your fifth one? Cause mine is the bomb. Okay. You better come strong. I am. All right. I have learned a very positive lesson is you are not responsible for other people's shit. Yes. And that means negative behavior, negative comments, negative bullshit, is not your responsibility to deal with their problems. It's how you respond to them. Why have all that negativity in your life? Yeah. I mean, if you're already beating yourself up yeah. and you're going through divorce, you don't need people I already help you. suck. I got baggage. I got this. I yeah. did that. You know, I lost my job. I did this. I have $27 in the bank. If I were to sit in that, I'd probably be sitting still in someone's basement yep. going, what was me? And we wouldn't be here saving at least one person a week. I mean, yeah. At least one. At least one. I mean, yep. I save myself every week. This 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 podcast. <laughs> yo, yo, Warren. What's yeah. up? Warren. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, it, you are not responsible for other people's crap. And I think in a divorce, you you take on, I mean, you, oh, yeah. you take on a new, what's that, persona. Because if I was always the one fixing my ex's bullshit and no one's there to do that now, I'm still dealing with the bullshit, but it's how I react to his bullshit now. So do you find yourself fixing your friend's bullshit? Stop it. Is that a yes? (laughs) Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, But I am a helper. So I, you know, but I think. It's hard to make big, huge changes. We're going to do one change at a time. Yes. All right. My number five. You ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ready. Hold on. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. I'm ready. Birth it. Learning what real sex is. Oh. Oh. I think I taught my man Thank you. Stuff. Thank it's you okay. for listening. <laughs> Let's Man, see. Your eyes got wide. It's like, whoa. Here's the funny part. <laughs> well, let's let's let's, let's not get too deep in this. Let's let's keep this no, surface deep. No, let's no, get let's get deep. Let's let's keep this subject. Especially surfacy. when you have the 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 things to make sure it goes deep. <laughs> When you find that loving feeling. When I wrote that down, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, your eyes are still like, yeah. No. Real sex, just because when you're married and no no disrespect to married people. Especially young. Yeah. You know, you do the same old thing. Married young, though. Yeah. Do do you really know all the things It becomes a chore. Because you're so um, tired, you got all this yes. shit to deal with, and especially if you feel like you're doing all the other stuff, and then your spouse comes out and you're like, blah, 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 and then you're like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> my mom and dad were divorced when I was like 20, and my dad says, "Like, well, once we started having hall sex, I knew we were done." And I go, "What is that, Dad?" He goes, "We pass in the hall and say, fuck you.'" Each one says, "Fuck you." Fuck yeah, you. yeah. So I was like, "Oh," but no, I think. I'm, you know me. I'm a very sexual person. I don't care. I will talk about whatever you when want to talk I about. I get that feeling. I get sexual healing. Sexual. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. All so, right. um, but mine was no. 
I was never the person that would say no. I was like, hey, if if he's not tired, if he's this, th- let's go for it. Let's do it. Like, yeah, let's, that's what you're supposed to do as a married couple. Yay, cheerleader, yay. And then it got yay. to who's he actually having sex with? Is it, you know, a girl from the internet? Is it this? Is it that? You know, I feel like I felt less important or less valued or less sexual, less of everything. So that goes by the wayside. It's like, you know what? I don't feel that. I don't feel that feeling that I want to, but I will because it's what you're supposed to do in a marriage. Um, So it's more of a chore. Yeah. And that's one more chore added to your list, especially if your spouse works all over the world and is not Mm -hmm. home for like a certain amount of time or it's like military spouses. Like a lot of divorces happen because military spouses disconnect because they're gone so long. And you know, not that it's right in any verse, but it takes two people to be in a marriage, and it if it one takes person two, two thing all right. It takes two to make a things go right. Yeah, all right, okay. man, um, we got songs. But yeah, so um, once someone is totally checked out, it's really hard to get back. You know, so damn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know you want to give me like. No, when you can, when you find a partner who meets you intellectually, meets you on that heartstring, like you got the same things happening, you want the same things going on, and then sexually pleasing. Okay, hold on, hold on for a second. Oh wait, is that spot right here? Oh, four score and seven years ago. Has been a year yet? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Or you say, I'll have to go back and look. How many weeks are in a year, David? How five, two. How, how often five, two. do we do a podcast, David? Once a week. And what number are we on, David? 80. 80. When do we start? I like 30. No. We started at 70. No, we didn't. Okay. Back anyway, so back to learning what r- real sex is. Um, yeah. What was I saying? I totally got. I don't know. You're like, you're like, it's little, a hot in here. It's that little tingly behind the ear. Behind the ears. I'm like, oh, I got it. I need you to. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Let's, let's just say. bothered in here. Let's just say learning what real sex is is pretty cool. And I think, too, you know, I was married very young, right? So I was like 22, 23 when I, no, 22 when I got married. I thought I knew what sex meant like Mm -hmm. especially marriage it's supposed to be the most intimate experience and whatever and it was it was fine until it wasn't but then it was well if nothing's happening for either one of us what what what's what's wrong right now now folks (laughs) (laughs) well anyway we want to thank you guys for listening to uh and and watching the force every area Divorce Devil episode eighty three of uh, number five of David. We we, ha- we have we have broached uh, the five of each of our five positive yeah. events or lessons that we and you can experience after your or our divorces. So we're going to end on a positive note because you have right a question now, for me or something like what? What? No, you've done enough. <laughs> <laughs> you you, and you are off the, the air. The other thing too is everybody's experience for divorce is. Totally different, but very similar in the stages. Yeah. And you just got to go through them all and it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. And just remember that you're getting divorced for a reason. Something's broken. Now, we want you to try to work it out. We want you to try to figure it out because divorce is really hard. Oh, yeah. If if you can work it out, work it out. But if not, 
Bye, and it Felicia. takes work. I mean, you like with with happiness, it takes effort. So if you want to be happy in your marriage, stay in your marriage. But if you both decide that you need to get out of your marriage, or a why lot of, you decide? It, well, yeah. one or two. Yeah, you know, I mean, you both have to eventually sign, right? Um, or not, I guess. Um, try to find a positive. Be happy. Find your worth. You know, yep. don't let the toxic, you know, make. Don't let toxic relationships define who you are. And, you know, if you just decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to react a little different to that. If you delete that text that you want to say, fuck off, and you don't, and you say K, that's healing. <laughs> We're back to that's K. That's positive. That's, that's a great what, way to what, start. What episode was that? Communication. <laughs> uh, K. That was... Uh, but yeah, you, you definitely... You're going to have to learn your balance. You're going to have to learn your happy. You're going to have to learn... Um, and it really is a new learning life lesson, a new journey, um, and whatever you're feeling is worth the positives in the end. A communication Especially voice. number five, David's. Episode. You want to communicate? You want to episode, episode 81, the K word, you know, communication and divorce. But uh, let's just go with that. And thank you guys for listening and have a good night. Love bye. you. Bye.